0: Vítejte u podcastu Anglicky s kudrnatou holkou. Já se jmenuji Pavlína a budu si to povídat s rodilými mluvčími z celého anglicky mluvícího světa o různých zajímavých tématech. Díky moc, že jste si tenhle kanál naladili a můžeme začít. everybody it is my great pleasure to welcome my guest for today my former flatmate and friend Mr. Harry Baker all the way from London who, works as, who works as a film editor and cinematographer. So how is it going Harry today?
1: It's going all right um, just uh, another day in lockdown uh, <laughs> as we all are indeed
0: yes. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the topic of the day, if that's fine with you. Mm-hmm. And well, today we're going to be discussing a part of your life, and that is the time you spent at a place that possibly everyone knows or has heard of at least once in their lifetime, I suppose. And that is the time you spent at the University of Cambridge, yeah. very renowned and iconic institution. So would you be able to give us a little bit of your background and how you actually ended up studying at this prominent and notable university?
1: Of course. yeah. So, um, well, as you can tell from my accent, I sure I grew up in England and um studied in, in there. Um and I think uh you know, as a kid I was always quite quite academic, quite school focused, um which is probably another way of saying that I didn't have very many friends and <laughs> wasn't very good at sports or uh, any of that stuff, but um <laughs> it was um you, you know school school and academic work was always something that I was most comfortable with um, at school and you know I think it was always kind of expected that I was going to go to to university once I reached that age um, and once once I was at sixth form college which is the the stage before the kind of high school stage around 16 seventeen um, when you start kind of you know seriously thinking about it Um yeah, Cambridge sort of became the goal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it sounds a bit pretentious saying it, but you know, I, I think I was quite quite ambitious at that age, um, at least in terms of my my academic stuff. And and when I was, um, you know, uh, seeing seeing as I was, you know, getting the kind of grades that that made made it, you know, potentially an option, um, it was something I started to give serious thought to. So the first, um, the f- uh, and I, I don't know. Um, how, how, how common knowledge it is, Um, you can only apply to one of Oxford or Cambridge, you can't apply to both. So the first sort of step was really kind of narrowing it down which of which of the two I wanted to focus on um, and going to open days at both and looking at uh, the curriculums um, at both places for the subjects I might want to study uh, and and kind of narrowing it down from there.
0: Actually, that leads to my next question, because I wanted to ask what is the common perception towards these prestigious universities as you mentioned Cambridge or Oxford are you being like told about them by your parents at schools or is it just something so deeply ingrained in the british society that you know everyone knows about these universities since they were kids
1: it's pretty deeply ingrained um you know obviously from my background i i do speak as a kind of white middle class english person and and you know among that background it's probably much more prevalent and much more common to kind of you know know people who've been or or um you know know be be at the kind of school where people you know some people do tend to go um but but it is you know they are they are institutions in british society and um you know there there is a huge uh huge proportion, um, of, of public figures, figures in the media, politicians, um, who, you know, scientists, uh, and, and other kind of leading figures in, in all disciplines really who have come out of Oxbridge. Um, and it's often a kind of source of, uh, you know some debate over the place of the place of Oxbridge and the prevalence of Oxbridge in British society. Um, we
0: have to say that Oxbridge is Oxbridge. Sorry, uh,
1: Oxbridge and <laughs> Cambridge. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: now you speaking about all those famous people that have gone to these universities or or went to these universities, we have to mention the fact that going to a university in the UK is a big investment financial Mm. because it costs a bloody fortune. So what are your thoughts on paid education? And if you don't mind me asking, did you get a scholarship or a loan or did did your parents pay for your studies?
1: Yeah, I I mean, uh, very, very fair question. Um, The UK... (laughs) Is interesting in in this regard because it is hugely expensive um for british students there is a very generous loan scheme available um and that's what i used and i think everyone i know uh got a student loan from the government to go um and obviously the the you know, no one likes having debt around their neck and it's never nice to graduate with lots of debt. Um that said the terms are pretty generous. You know, I have only very recently started repaying my loan because I before that I wasn't earning enough um to qualify. Uh so
0: Yeah, so the system works that once you start earning certain amount of uh, exactly of money, a certain then threshold, you, then you start. Then you
1: paying back a certain proportion. Um, and if you never earn above that threshold, you never pay out your loan. Um, and I think, I forget the exact terms. I'm afraid I should have looked this up. Um, if, if you get to a certain point, it, it's just written off. So uh, mm-hmm. it is the most generous loan you'll ever get um, yeah. for most <laughs> Possibly. people. Possibly. So, um, you know, which, which doesn't doesn't necessarily outweigh the disadvantages you know I, I think um I, I was one of the last again I, d- I don't know how much your, your audience will know about it it was a very big controversy in Britain that um student fees were tripled uh by the coalition government uh, in I, I think um I'm gonna get the date wrong 2010 2011 uh yeah. and that, that was a very um you know a very prominent event and a very controversial one and I was one of the last. Um, generation to to go in on lower fees so Mm -hmm. I've paid less than any of my siblings have um, or I have less debt rather than than my siblings do. Uh,
0: And I suppose once everyone around you has this debt it's a bit different for you than if it was just you being in this financial situation.
1: Indeed I mean it, it does you know, there there is part of the part of the debate in the UK is framed very much around the fact that you know university education was financed by the state for a long time. Um, so all of the politicians who imposed fees um, had had their educations at the taxpayers' expense. Uh, yeah. You know, and there's there's a there's a certain amount of kind of unfairness there. Um, and you know whether whether The prospect of student debt even if when you look into it there there are generous loans and there there are options available um how far that puts people off um you know certainly it's it's not something i would have known very much about when i was 18 um i suspect most people don't um and the kind of terms of the finances aren't something that you're necessarily looking into um you know it can be quite intimidating for people especially people who aren't from a background of of dealing with that regularly um so so there there are a lot of you know a, a lot of a lot of very reasonable questions around the issue um from my personal circumstance i mean the other thing that um more specifically to cambridge um i did uh i qualified at the time there were maintenance grants available from the government which was essentially free money it was a grant um, and with my family qualified for that. And uh, the university matched it. Um, so I actually I, I was quite well looked after in that sense. Um, and I think that is one of the, you know, specifically the Oxford and Cambridge have because they have very large endowments, because they're wealthy institutions. They are normally able to support their students who might not be financially uh so off. obviously there are there are a lot of concerns around kind of privilege and um the the wealth of the institutions in general. But um I think one of the upsides is that there's there tends to be a lot of support available for those who need it.
0: Okay. Well thank you so much for your input, Dee. This is great. And well, what was your first feeling when you actually entered the campus? If you remember, you know it's it's a place with full of history, and mm-hmm. there are people like Stephen Hawking or Isaac Newton studying there. It must have been, well, <laughs> I don't know, nerve wracking, or I don't know, how was yeah, it?
1: It's, it's extraordinary. I mean, um, I, I had I had visited Cambridge before as a tourist, so you know, it, it, it's quite interesting sort of to go from that sense of, you know, this is a place that you wander around and see the sights of to this is a place where I'm gonna spend three years of my life studying and I'm now I'm now actually part of this institution. And it is um hugely impressive, you know, uh the buildings are beautiful and ancient and um an important part of you know cambridge is 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 interesting because it's actually quite a small town in lots of ways. The university really dominates um, the whole the whole city, whereas Oxford is a much bigger city in its own right uh, and most university cities are you know the city was there first and then the university came along. whereas in Cambridge it kind of seems like almost the opposite. Happen mm. certainly in the in the town centre. Um, you know the university is just utterly inescapable. It's everywhere. Uh, the build, you know, most buildings are owned by the the various branches. Um, you're constantly wandering between, you know, different colleges, different departments. Um, you know, even when you're just going to the supermarket, uh, mm. you know. So so there is a real weight of history about the place, and you are constantly aware of that and constantly aware of the sort of um you know the the feet you the footsteps you're maybe walking in um and the great figures who've who've been there and just the sort of the the history that the place has seen um you know it's it, again it's interesting because for such an ancient place and for such old buildings um you know it's still very lived in very bustling you know new generations of students every year uh so it feels alive. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like a museum, um, or, or, or a kind of, you know, English heritage site. Uh, there's a, there's a kind of constant kind of interplay between, between the past and the future, which is very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. and when you first are a part of that, it's, it's thrilling. Probably something that's worth mentioning. Um, I, I don't know if this is, this is probably as relevant here as anywhere else. Um, both Oxford and Cambridge University are divided into lots of different colleges. Uh, so, when you're applying to study there, you don't you don't actually apply to Cambridge University. You apply to the particular college you want to go to, and and that's then where you will live. Um, it's where a lot of your tuition will take place. Um, you know, if you're doing kind of sports, you're normally you know it's kind of into college sport. Um, every Maybe college. Not you uh well i mean I, I i actually i actually got quite into the rowing um just oh to wow you did. The i did yeah eventually it's uh, wow. you can sit down while you're doing it it's much more civilized <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but um yes not 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 uh, dispelling any cambridge stereotypes there It <laughs> wasn't very good but I enjoyed it a lot um but uh yeah, so so a lot of the time when you're talking about kind of these experiences, it, it's kind of as closely tied to the college um as uh, as it is to the university. And um certainly with the you know, I think I think the most sort of um Kind of, kind of, you know, the, the, you, you mentioned sort of Isaac Newton and Stephen Hawking as the great figures. Um, well, for, for Pembroke College, where I where I studied, probably the the ones I most looked up to were people like Eric Idle and uh Tim Brooke Taylor, and you know, members of the uh, Monty Python and um, the kind of British comedy scene of the sixties, who had all mm-hmm. uh, all been there, and that was uh, that was quite a fantastic legacy to to be aware of. Um,
0: Absolutely, and well, your main subject was English literature, mm-hmm. or as you call it, English lit indeed yes. in the yes. u <laughs> k so what made you choose this?
1: Um, I always loved reading uh simple answer, you know at the root of it. um, I think that's where my love of of literature started. um just planned through books as a kid uh, and and my the sort of attendant love of the craft of storytelling and of language that comes with that um it was it was always between English and history for me those were the two subjects Mm -hmm. that I really loved and had a passion for and wanted to pursue um and uh every now and then I still I still kind of think what if what if I'd gone to study history instead um because that that remains a kind of great interest of mine but uh English I, I I think you know I was I was um I, I enjoyed the, the breadth of the Cambridge syllabus. Um uh the the amount of ground you were expected to cover. Uh you know, you sort of start with um the Anglo-Saxon writers and kind of work your way up to the to the contemporary day. So uh there's a huge amount of ground to cover and a huge amount of um you know, literature and, and bodies of literature that I really wasn't very aware of. Um that I was excited by the prospect of of, of getting into, so that was uh, that was a big part of the reason why.
0: And was it difficult for you to keep up with the workload? Because it sounds like a lot.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's a very intense workload. Um, you know, and one what, what, obviously one of the features of a place like Cambridge is that it um, it expects a lot of its students. So you get very used to being. Um, Challenged. challenged challenged i mean I, I remember very very vividly um in the first week freshers week in in british universities is normally just an excuse to sort of that that's the first week of your first term and it's normally just about sort of settling in socializing and normally a kind of fantastic amount of drinking that goes <laughs> goes with it um and i remember very vividly i think two or three days into freshers week um, gathering to meet our, our director of studies for the term, and uh, being set our first essay on uh, Gawain and the Green Knight, which is a 14th century poem um, written in obscure middle English dialect, and everyone on this sort of, you know, kind of slightly hungover morning in this, <laughs> in this office kind of, you know, gradually sinking in that kind of, you know, okay, is this is due in a week. Um, <laughs> you must
0: have been like, what? Party is over. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, time to get the nose to the grindstone. Uh, so, you know, and I think my, my friends at other universities were, you know, kind of barely sober by, <laughs> by that point. And, um you know you that that said um the other fantastic thing is is just the sheer amount of stuff that's going on you know there's a huge amount of extracurricular stuff there's always exciting um you know events activities throughout term you know as well as just the more social stuff um so you know it always feels like a sprint the terms are quite short compared to most universities so you you have sort of shorter terms longer holidays and you just pack as much in as possible um and you're normally pretty exhausted by the end of it but you you sort of learn to swim rather than sink that's you a know? great expression yeah <laughs> yeah you kind of adapt to it. and um certainly certainly for me my first term i was mostly just focused on coping with the workload um but you sort of settle into a rhythm, and you figure out, you know, how you pace yourself, and then, and then pretty soon, actually, you kind of figure out, okay, I can, I can handle this. Um, mm-hmm. What else is there, you know, <laughs> that I can take advantage of?
0: And was there anything that completely surprised you about Cambridge? Was there like anything weird or bizarre or funny? Maybe you could pinpoint. <laughs>
1: Um, there are, certain, I, I mean, I think, I think at a place like that, you're, you're expecting a certain amount of the bizarre traditions. So you, you, you know, you expect things like kind of, uh, you know, eat, eating, your dinner in a kind of medieval dining hall, um, Harry Potter style. Exactly. It's very yeah. Harry Potter style. You know, obviously that's, that's bizarre, um, for most people, you know, you, you've never, you know, had an experience quite like that, but also, it's part of why you want to go to a place like that. It's part of the appeal and it's part of the kind of the mythos of it. Um, there, there's a very quirky custom called formal hall, which is uh, the, the the college served a kind of formal meal once or twice a week, um, which you could, you know, you could buy tickets for. It was normally about 12 or 15 pounds. It was pretty pretty cheap for for a reasonably nice meal. And you brought your own wine and you had to wear a suit or a dress. And uh, normally it was an excuse just to get quite drunk on, you know, very cheap wine.
0: That um, totally sounds like Harry Potter four when they have the big Christmas ball for all the three schools.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a slightly boozier Harry Potter, but... Um, <laughs> Probably. You know, and, and again, it's one of those very specifically Cambridge things that that... You know, you, you speak to someone as a different university or a different experience about it, and and of course, you know, yeah, okay, actually, it is quite weird that you would have a kind of formal meal as your excuse for drinking as an, as a student. Um, that's that's not normal at all. But it's a it's a tradition. Very quickly, kind of becomes part of the part of the landmark, um, and, and you sort of set your clock by it, and you know, you plan falls for to celebrate. particular occasion if it's someone's birthday you might get a formal that evening um you know that that's one of the things that that's sort of quite distinctive about it um more more unexpectedly um you know it's one one of the one of the funny things i always talk about you know in in my first year accommodation um in college the the shower that we all shared was held together with rubber bands that we'd sort of improvised. You know, it was it was falling apart and the kind of showerhead head attachments had broken and we'd sort of jury rigged this contraption to yeah. hold and but and that year the um you know there there was a, a big kind of publicity because the Times um list of top hundred universities in the world, allegedly, um listed Cambridge at, at number one for the first time in, I think, you know, a decade or however many years, you know, it's put ahead of Harvard and Yale. Um, and so you have this sort of weird disconnect. Oh, great, we're, we're the best university in the world now. C- can we get the shower fixed? <laughs> do, do you think? <laughs> you know, would that be possible? Um, but uh, apparently not. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and when actually, when you think about those times now, would you do the whole experience again?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um by and large, I, I I by and large I had a very positive experience. I think you you grow up a lot in those years anyway. But um it was an experience I, I enjoyed hugely, and you know, I met some of my absolute best friends there. Um it, it's something I look on with back on with great nostalgia and great fondness, really. Um there are a lot of a lot, a lot of very legitimate and important questions to be asked about, you know, the place of Oxford and Cambridge in in British society and the the influence that those institutions have and the, you know, the the, the privilege of the people who tend to be able to go. Um, and all of that is important. You know, I, I can't deny that for me personally, it was by and large a really positive experience.
0: Well, it's great to hear. Well, thank you so much for telling us your stories and your input. And
1: No, thank, anyway. you for, thank you for having me.
0: And thank you so much to you as well, dear listeners, for being here with me today. I do have to say I might be way too old to apply to Cambridge and I probably wouldn't get in anyways, but this has been a lot of fun and very informative as well. And I really hope that you've enjoyed it too. And I also hope to see you next week. Bye!